Hi, I'm Natalie. You may know me from such podcasts as this one, Infinitely Irrational. Kay and I are both working on separate projects right now and we miss each other a lot. But in the meantime, I'm bringing in some amazing friends to help us through these trying times. Our next guest is a math professor who is super innovative in the classroom and one of my favorite people. So I'd like to virtually introduce you to Holly Dickin, math professor extraordinaire. Welcome, Holly. Why, thank you. Um, Natalie, you are one of my favorite people as well. So that feeling Aww. is definitely reciprocated. I'm excited to be here. I was here. so excited when I texted you and you said that you would do this with me. I love collaborating with you. And so this is just a bonus. Well, for the me. feeling is mutual. I love when you asked on my text message, like, hey, are you like totally swamped? I'm like, yes, we both always are. Like, of course we are. <laughs> but what do you need? Like, that's like, <laughs> it was awesome. I was texting one of my friends the other day and I said, you know, I love that these people who know me so well, because I asked a few people and I said, you know, on a scale from zero to OMG, murder me now, how busy are you? And the people that knew me were like, hmm, what's up your sleeve? And then I'll answer you. <laughs> I was like, how do you know that I've got something up my sleeve? But I did. So tell me, what does your work life look like right now? So it's interesting because... I, it's inconsistent, right? So I don't, I no doubt. Yeah. I'm definitely not one of these people who have created a, a cute little home office. Um, <laughs> because I'm just not, I think it's my personality that I don't want to sit in the same place. Like I sometimes sit at my kitchen table, sometimes yeah. I'm sitting on the couch. Sometimes I have the TV on the background with no noise, just because I need to feel like I'm not by myself. And I feel yeah, that. So, but like the location, and I did just clean out my sunroom. I'm very excited about this because I think that that could be another alternative that provides some sunshine and, um, you know, away from the weather. So I'm, I'm excited, but it's about, is it still cold there? Some days. So we like, today is a definitely an overcast day, but yesterday mm -hmm. was, it got up mid sixties, maybe. So, okay. Um, and then we, we've had like a variety the, the flowers are popping up and then they're kind of looking at us. Like, I think I want to be here on most days. <laughs> I'm really excited because it's 72 on Wednesday. And this girl originally from Southern California, who is adjusting to Indiana weather is, 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 is excited <laughs> when I see things like seventies. So I feel that, yeah. You know, over we're we're in we're in Texas and um it's it's been bizarre because it's well it's Texas weather, I guess. One day it's been beautiful, 70s, you know, even touching the 80s. The next day it's like 50s. The next day, and so I don't know. I'm like one day I'm wearing my long pajama pants, the next day I'm like, okay, long pajama pants, and then I find out it's it's hot outside. So I'm like, well, I have to wear shorts now. <laughs> totally feel you. Like I it's it's definitely comfortable comfort clothes, but it's deciding which comfort clothes I'm going to be wearing for the day. Right. Yeah. And like, what's funny is I'm not outside. Who's going to know if I'm wearing <laughs> long or short pants, but I'm like, no, I must dress for the weather inside. <laughs> yes. Well, you might go out for a walk, right? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My dog once a day, we get as excited as yes, he does. <laughs> absolutely. I'm right there with you. And that's what I'm also trying to figure out on this home and work-life balance. So the very first week where we transitioned to online learning, my son, they mm -hmm. gave him a three week spring break oh no, with no virtual, no virtual, like a, what is it called? E-learning, right? So uh -huh, I have uh -huh. a 15 year old who is at home on a three week vacation and I have Nothing. suddenly started working like 12 hour days. And so that balance oh. was like, okay, how are we going to figure this out? Cause you are on vacation and I am on like work mode Not. times a thousand. 
the opposite really of vacation. Tough. Right, right. And then we had a really good conversation at the end of the week. And I think it was also me figuring out, like, I have to balance this better. And it was mm-hmm. cute because I would take little breaks. Like I would say, hey, Cody, I want to take a little break from work. We play a game. Well, he'd bring out Monopoly. And I'm nice. a round of Uno, right? Little break. Yes. I'm thinking. <laughs> and so every time I would panic because I'd be like, I know in three years, I will want nothing more than to play a game of Monopoly with my kid. But right now, yeah. like I'm not going to be in, I'm not in Monopoly mode. So we had a conversation and he's 15, so he could get it. But I feel bad for the moms that have like, three and four year olds at home that can't mm-hmm. relate. They're not getting it. You know, it's, so it's that balance of work time. And when he goes to his dad's, I work a ton, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Cause then when he comes back, then maybe there's more time. You've got play. some space, right. a little bit of monopoly, but I mean, there's times where I notice like I've been actually sitting at my computer for eight hours and I'm, you know, I might have went to grab lunch and come sit with it, sit down and eat it. But then it's like, okay, I, I have to take the dog for a walk. Yeah. So I guess my next question for you is what do you, what do you kind of wish people knew or, or learned in this, in this process? One conversation that I had yesterday was with a group of Indiana faculty and we are looking Mm -hmm. at adaptive technology and what that Mm -hmm. means Um, or adaptive, adaptive learning, sorry, not adaptive technology, just adaptive learning and being student centered. And really, what does that all like, really, we we use these fancy phrases and what does it mean? Right. So we've been actually working Mm -hmm. together for the last academic year. And one of the instructors in this group made a really great statement. Like she said that what makes a good online course is the same as what makes a good face-to-face course. Like, that we really need to be organized. We need to be transparent with our students. We need to focus on the student experience and just keeping our curricular objectives in mind with focusing on the the student um, perspective as well. I think all of those things we should be doing in a face-to-face class. So when we're transitioning Mm -hmm. to a virtual environment, I think it's important that we are very transparent and very thoughtful in what we're doing. We're not just like, oh, I'm going to create a discussion group and throw it out there. Like, why are you creating this discussion? It's giving your students more work. And I know some of my students have shared that they just feel that there's been more piled on to them. They're not, and, and it might be that they're just logging into Canvas and seeing this list of things that they didn't used to see because now everything's on Canvas, right? But yeah. I think it's also our job as faculty to be very transparent in what we're doing and why we're doing it. Like I had a group project and I told my students, like, this was what we would have been doing in class on Thursday. So now I'm going to have you do this online. So they don't think, oh, why is she adding this on? Like, this is what we were going to be doing anyway. What we were going to do. We're just doing it a little bit different. I've made some modifications so they don't feel like, and adding more stuff to them. So I think that's one big thing is just making sure that we are being transparent with our students and just keeping in mind those good instructional strategies that we think about with face-to-face. Like we don't just show up on, you know, Tuesday and throw something at our students. I hope like sometimes, you know, sometimes I get really excited and I do stupid things, but in general, we're trying to think about what we're doing, why we're doing it and keeping that transparent with our students. So how have you been connecting with your students? What have you been doing? Because I think what you said is so important about 
what makes a good online course is the same that makes a good face-to-face course. And Jennifer, my instructional designer friend, and I have had a lot of conversations about surrounding that exact same thing. And how do you maintain the personality that you have in your class? And if you've built community, you know how you can do that. But I'd love your take on that too. So it's been a variety. And I think that I'm I feel like I'm reaching out to different students by having this variety. So I have, um, I email my students often, probably too much, but I, but I want them to, you know, see my name pop up in their inbox to know that. And sometimes it's just little reminders. Sometimes it's, Hey, here's our game plan for the week. Um, you know, it's a variety of things. Or sometimes it's like, oh, guess what? I realized the directions for this assignment um, wasn't as clear as I'd hoped based on some whatever, you know, like it made perfect sense to me, but clearly it didn't, it didn't communicate that way. Um, right. So that's obvious, like the email and and some announcements like on my LMS. But the other part that I feel like I really get to bring my personality in are my online lectures. I take my class notes that I've normally given to them and I've created just little online lectures with my iPad and I post them on my Canvas site. And I very rarely go back in and edit them to make them nice. Like there's times where my dog's, my son's dog, it's really his, is snoring in the background. Um, there are times that Cody will, like, I can hear Cody playing video games in the other room. And I'm like, just a moment, friends, like, I need to address this. And I press pause and talk to Cody and then come back. That's how I am in the classroom, right? So I'm not perfect in the classroom by any means. I make mistakes on the boards and students are raising their hands and be like, um, can you tell me where that five came from? So when I make a mistake on my online lecture, I'm like, oops, hold on, just kidding. Like two times three is six. Right, right. So it's still me. It's still that, you know, goofy Holly Dickon instructor that we laugh at, you know, she thinks we're laughing with her, but we're laughing at her and I'm okay with that. Um, and, then I, and I think too, a lot of that being the real, like what is blowing up on social media right now is, is all these people that are just videos of themselves going, man, I'm so tired right now. And having that realness, the human connection that we cannot have physically, we can still have it virtually. Yep, for sure. I know in one of the online lectures I did, it wasn't this recent week, but the week before, I think it was the second week that we had transitioned. And at the end, I just, out of nowhere, I kind of got emotional. I was like, I just, I miss you guys. And I hope everybody's doing okay. And I could hear it in my voice, like changing. And I thought, gosh, was that appropriate? And I'm like, absolutely. Like they need to Mm -hmm. know that like, this is a hard transition for us, for them. Like we miss, I do, I miss seeing my students. And that's the other thing is I have virtual office hours and some of my peers, they have it like once per week and they figured out, you know, what is the best time for the students. But for me, I still hold my office hours at the same time that I would have had class. So I know it's not like I'm not requiring them to log in at that time. It's simply I'm there Monday, Wednesday, Friday for my 9 a.m. class. I'm there Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 a.m. for my, you know, algebra class. And it's nice to start my mornings. It makes me start my morning. And sometimes there's only a couple of students that log in. Last Friday, I had like nine calculus students that we were looking for. Yeah. And then we talk about math and then we talk about life. Like, how are you guys doing? And just to see them and hear them. It's, it's my favorite way to start my day is I still have that connection with them. And it's not all of them. It's a few of them, but it's a few of them at different times of the week. And I think selfishly, I I need that just as much as they do. 
Well, I think what you said was important too, because it's important to get into a routine. It's really easy right now. Like we said, working from home, you can work 24 hours of the day if you want. It's important to not do that because you just like you needed that when you were in face to face, you still need that. Now it's home time, even though it's like the same space, but also routine is important for you. It's important for them. And also definitely like we keep talking about this, this, this human element and this human connection. I mean, I'm the same way. I haven't, we are still in transition right now, trying to, our online classes have been going, but our face-to-face haven't started yet. And so we're still trying to connect with some of our students. I haven't been able to reach some of them and it is breaking my heart because I may never know if they're okay and I have to be okay with that. And coming to grips with that, I was just talking to my husband this morning, coming to grips with that in my head this morning, it like took however long, however many weeks we've been in this adventure, but uh, to, to really think about that. And he was like, I'm so sorry you're bombed out. I was like, no, it's okay. I'm going to talk to some friends today. So, you know, it'll be good. I, I know. Sorry. I, didn't mean to I know what you mean though. I have no. a student who sat, I have a, a calculus class. There's a hundred students in there and he sat in G2. Um, that's, I remember the seat that he was at and he was one of those that didn't get necessarily hundred percent on every homework, but he would, he would do his homework. And in class, he would be engaged. Like he would be asking questions. He would catch my mistakes. The student next to him, I'd met with him a couple of times. He's like, man, that kid next to me is like super smart. <laughs> like he really helped me in class. And since we've transitioned, I have not heard from him and it oh. breaks my heart because I don't know what's going on. He's a smart kid. He's great with calculus. And um, I, I'm just at a loss because he was such a key element of this class. Like, and 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 now I just don't see his name pop up and, and I'm not seeing oh, him engaged. I hate that. Yeah, it's awful. I, I, I hate this feeling of, like you said, like, I just don't, I don't know if I'm going to hear from him. Um, I don't know if he's going to have to repeat his classes. I don't know if he's having trouble in all of his classes. I don't know if he has internet access, you know, like mm-hmm. these are the, these are the things that are hard to deal with. I cannot deal with. They're, they're the emotional yeah. parts of this that really pull at my heart. Right. I mean, and, and two, I'm, I'm lucky. I don't have kids. I mean, I say that very loosely because I know there are people that, that do want that, but in this instance right now, I, I, I only have to worry about me, my husband, and my little bad dog. But there are some days that I get up and I don't feel like working. I just want to lie on the couch and not think about anything. And I know that that's where our students are too, some of them. And if that's where they are right now and they aren't reaching out to us, and if they are alone, how can how can we do I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. And like you said, just knowing that the students, and you know, the transition for this in a perfect world, like they went home to their family, they're all, their family is all there. They have the the food and the resources they need and they have the internet that they need. But I had a faculty share with me that she had a student who met with her regarding testing and he had to go into the bathroom because it was the only place that he could close the door and have a quiet workspace. And there's so much of that going on that we don't even know, right? Like these right. students are not necessarily in this little dream world that we want to think that they're in, that they have everything that they need sitting at that table. And mm-hmm. I have another student that's my student that I worked with this weekend. I, I proctored a test for him on Friday and he um, he had shared the reason that he hadn't gotten back to me that day was he's working night shift. He's the only one in the family that can work and he's working night shift. So he's working at night, trying to stay up on <sighs> his schools and support his family. It's, it's just, just an it's impossible hard. situation. Oh. It's so impossible. I, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. 
in, in just being on social media too, and seeing some of the things that people are going through and dealing with, I hate it. I hate looking at it, but at the same time, it really reminds me that these are what any of our students could be going through, you know, and even like some of my students, like I said, have reached out. We are still kind of in transition and I'm waiting for our official start date. I'm telling them, if you want to work ahead, go ahead. If you can right now, if you can, it's fine. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's super tough. I just, I don't know. So you guys did have so a window you, before you had to start, like they gave you a little time to get everything set up and get the students set up. So our schedule was such that we were in spring break the week of, uh, let's see, the week of March 9th. And so right somewhere around then was when all the news started coming out. I can't remember. Every day is just yeah. like day, right? But sometime around then was when the news started coming out and they said, okay, well, we're not going back on the 16th. We're going to come back on the 23rd. And But we had, they were still kind of trying to make the decision, which is still kind of happening now. And so what they landed on was our online classes would restart on the 23rd of March and our face-to-face classes would restart on the 13th of April to give faculty kind of time to get themselves square and make sure that things are okay and figure out some of the logistics for our large system because leadership is very much, we need to be consistent in our messaging. And they're right, we do. We can't have 18,000 different things happening. But so we are still kind of in flux right now. And so my online students are kind of working and going through and doing things. But my face-to-face, they're working ahead right now anything they do is is just ahead yeah <laughs> and because again i think it's important routine for for us routine for them and i don't want to lose them if if there's anything i could do to help but you mentioned assessments a little while ago what what have you guys been doing for anything that's alternative or innovative or anything like that I don't feel like I'm being as innovative as I would like to be, although I'm having to be innovative when the game plan for the assessments aren't (laughs) working out, right? So I've done the the very beginning. We didn't have that transition time. We were told Wednesday night, and then we had classes still Thursday, Friday, and then we started online Monday. Um, Wow. Yeah. So that's a whole nother story. But, um, (laughs) But the... So that week, like we had a quiz scheduled. So I just stuck a quiz on Canvas was like, hey, you know, don't Mm -hmm. don't use outside resources and that type of thing. And it was kind of all over the place. But I really didn't have time to really think through everything. So I've been building and making adjustments. That, like looking at it from the other perspective, that may be a little better because you're you're just able to your instincts, right? Like as a faculty, you have you good instincts and you're able to be like, what can I do? Now let's do it. What can I yeah. do? Now let's do it. And you're not worried about looking at the whole class. You're able to just kind of piecemeal it out. What's the most immediate? What's the triage, right? Like I right. need to do this right now, right. but I can do that next. Week. Yeah. And, I, and I've done that with the idea of the big picture in mind, right? But then like, okay, mm-hmm. this week, this is what we're going to do. And I I've told my students all along, like, this is my plan for this week. We'll make adjustments as needed. So they know that like this, if they're not happy with things, that that things might be changing and, and I'll be making adjustments. But like we're using um, the lockdown browser and monitor system, you know, and, and so like some of the students don't have webcams. Some of the students right. have Chromebooks. Some of the students have older laptops that aren't able to, to um, do those. But I've done different things. Um, I've had students take pictures of their environment. Then I give them the password. I've, I just yesterday proctored a test, um, at two 30 on a Saturday for a student. It's a cute story. I made this practice quiz and, and he hadn't done the practice quiz that was using the system. Right. So I was like, you know, I made this on purpose and 
And then I didn't hear from him until Friday night at, you know, 1030 at night that he, he was having troubles taking the test. So of course, like, you know, my response Saturday morning is I'm really disappointed. I'm trying not to be, but here's the deal. Like I had given you all these other opportunities. Why'd you wait till last minute? Anyways, we worked this out. I proctored the test form at 2.30. And in, immediately, as soon as he gets on, he responds, Holly, I am so sorry. This is what's been going on this week. I, I'm just really sorry. I'm like, it's okay. We're doing it now. It's fine. Like, I just was disappointed. He goes, no, I'm just so sorry. And like, all it did was remind me, like, Holly, you need to be, you can be disappointed, but you need to be understanding, right? So then I proctored mm-hmm. the test form. At the end, we looked at He got his score. I talked to him about ways that he can, you know, request partial credit. And it was a conversation that I would have never had with him in a face-to-face. Like it was just, I feel like I connected to that student and I never have really connected to him back when we were meeting three times a week and he would walk in the class and I would come in and do my thing and he would leave and I would do my thing. So, you know, there are these little moments that have happened since this transition where I'm really getting to know students in a different way, but I have to be creative with this, right? So if I was, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. You didn't take the test, you get a zero. And, you know, he got a decent score on the, the test. He didn't ace it, but he got a decent score. And I'm like, what What would have been the benefit if I would have just said, too bad, you're out of luck, you get a zero. What would be the benefit? You would get nothing out of it, right? So I'm just really glad that I was able to make that work. I can't always do it, I'm sure. But like at that point, it was, it, we could make it work. And, and it was really a valuable experience for both of us. Well, to your point, I think that one, in this disruptive environment, you know, we just had a conversation a second ago about the students that we haven't been able to connect with that were these real leaders and, you know, the glue that holds our classroom together. But on the flip side of that, you're making, and we we all are, we're making connections with these students that we maybe never would have had the opportunity to in that face-to-face environment. I think that in an online class in general, I feel like I... I'm always able to know those students better because I'm having these individual interactions with each of them, as opposed to I go to the class and I make like one blanket announcement or something. And whereas the online students are more comfortable with that one-to-one. So now trying to transition those face-to-face to online makes it, makes it, uh, definitely there are silver linings yes. or, or platinum linings, I guess. Yeah. It were. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Talk to me a little about what it's been like. You're a leader in your department. You know, what what has the communication with the team been like? Um, you know, reorganizing things, the large scale changes, even trends that you see faculty being most concerned about and maybe just ways that they could be addressed. So uh, I asked I, you a lot. Yeah. Memorize every <laughs> single thing, parts A through G. Pressure. <laughs> okay, so I might not do these in the right order, right? I might answer C and then F and then A. So and then I'll forget. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. <laughs> awesome. Um, so we didn't have, like I mentioned, we did not have much time to transition and really think through this. But the nice thing is, literally that Wednesday night and that Wednesday night, I will always remember where I was when I got that. Like I checked my email. I was dropping my son off from soccer. We were 10 minutes early. I just checked my email and I'm literally reading my email as I'm walking into a soccer practice to meet with his coach. And like, Cody's like, mom. And I'm like, Cody, like, we're not going back. Like ball state has decided that we're done. Like we're switching to online and, and I'm reading and I'm, I'm reading this as I'm walking into the soccer complex. 
and his soccer coach is waiting for me. And I'm supposed to have a meeting because I'm the little team manager. So I'm like having this conversation with them. And I knew he was a Ball State student. And I said, I'm sorry, like I'm half here. You know, I'm kind of entertaining this conversation, but I'm definitely not engaged. As we were walking across the parking lot, I was one of those people staring at my phone, the people that like no one wants, right? And I'm and Cody's like, Mom, like I'm like, Cody, you don't understand. Like, this is big. (laughs) So so anyways, (laughs) like he was protecting me from any vehicles that may have hit me as they came around the corner. But then we're getting ready for Monday. So I drop him off at soccer. I come home. I send an email out to my 108 and 111 faculty, which is intermediate and college algebra. Just to be like, hey, please, I don't make any promises to students. Let's get, let's get together. Let's talk about this, and then come to some sort of an agreement and a plan before we move forward. And then we did some stuff over email, and then we virtually met on Monday and through a WebEx, and it was great. Like we were able to, as that group of people, we were able to kind of have a game plan. But outside of that group. I feel like I was very disconnected with my other and mother classes. And so there was, there was some, um, you know, email correspondence between our liberal or liberal arts quantitative reasoning class. And then there, there was an email that was sent and there was kind of two of us that were mostly engaged in it, but I haven't heard from one of the other faculty members. Like I feel like I'm trying to plan this class and be consistent with what the other 132 instructors are doing, which is business calc. But again, that disconnect is hard. And so I feel like on the university level, we did a really good job of providing a bunch of resources. I mean, it was overwhelming the emails we were getting like, here's more information, here's more information, here's more information. And our chair would forward those um, to us as well to make sure we got them. So we were getting like double and it was kind of funny. It's like a little department joke, but nonetheless, we had all this and then they kind of put it in, you know, a university website and whatever. But I feel like locally in our department, there was a quick little session though the, those last couple of days we were still in class where our faculty one of our faculty members provided like some guidance on how to use webex and zoom and things like that but there were instructors in our department who had very little training and opportunities to work with like technology and they were stressed they were communicating that to me and i just don't feel like we kind of had a okay, where is everybody? Who needs somebody to work with? Like, let's get together in small groups. It seems so global. And, you know, we have formed little groups as we've moved on, but I just think that I I worry about some of the faculty members that are maybe not teaching the classes that I am. We do have, you know, our monthly faculty meetings, but it just seems like we might need to have a little, little bit more of a connection. The people that I used to see in the hallway you know, on the third floor that not necessarily teach the same classes that I do, I don't really see them or talk to them anymore. And, you know, they used to be a daily part of my life. So, maybe you know, it's, it's so true what you're saying. And, and I think it's like, it's the same thing we just talked about with the students where it's like, you used to see these students and now they're some somewhere in the nebulous yeah. space, but then others have emerged. And I was just talking to one of my colleagues the other day and I was telling him, I said, you know, it's funny because there are several folks and friends and that I haven't seen in a long time or talked to. And I've been able, like those people have rose to the top and I've been spending all this time talking and hanging out with these people that I didn't like you, I haven't talked to you in forever. And look, now we get to do this. And I, you know, so I, I feel sad about the ones that I'm worried about, but you know, again, the, the platinum lining, platinum plus lining, yes. I guess. I mean, things that we're concerned about, you know, we're concerned about these students that are, that we're not getting in touch with. We're concerned about 
doctoring and keeping, you know, this, you know, academic honesty as being an, an integrity in our classes with balancing that with what students have available. But for me, higher education has been declining a little bit in these last few years, right? So we've been seeing that. And now with this, I wonder how much it's going to impact, you know, our institution and just four-year, two-year institutions in general coming back from this. You know, as a parent, are they are, are parents going to want to send their kids back to the dorms, you know, knowing that everybody's together? But I do hear my students say things like they really miss being in, on campus. And, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll come back strong from this. I'm hopeful also that we are learning things as students and faculty that are going to make us better. We are genuinely going to be better instructors and better students coming back from this. We have learned resources and tools that we've had to, like we're being forced to work in groups, right? Virtually and students are creating WebEx's account, WebEx accounts and they're meeting together with groups and they're uploading documents and using Google Docs. And, and yeah, some of them were doing that before, but not all of them, right? And now they're all being forced to use some of these things. And I think we will be you know, better because of it. I think you're right. We, you know that our campus sustained damage in Hurricane Harvey. And although our community, even in 2020, is still healing from fall of 2017, we still have issues because of the lack of materials or whatever. You know, people are still trying to get kind of back on their feet and things like that. Plus, we've had other rain events. But what we saw after Harvey was that students came back. And we talk about this concept of grit all the time. In mathematics, we talk about the state of being stuck. We think about that and the, the the population of students that we had coming back into us after that, they definitely were more 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 willing to to stick with it. And even though they were struggling, and of course we had Corex coming in at the same time. So definitely we had that double that double whammy there. And to see what that they came in with and they were more willing to stick it out. And even online, we had a, a an uptick in a little bit of an uptick in in uh, registration there, but to see how they were dealing with that, I think we'll see an improvement in that. Although it's tough, right? Because it's Maslow's, right? It's Maslow's hierarchy. If they're worrying about shelter and food, and you know, they're not going to worry about higher ed. And I think you know, depending on how long this this lasts, and the economy will definitely affect us. But so. Thank you so much for, for sharing all your thoughts with us today. What closing thoughts or, or opinions or quotes or anything would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. Like we shared before we you know, started the recording that, that, that I, I have not ventured into the podcast world. And so now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I've, I've taken some notes, but, but yeah. So um, there'll be a quiz later. <laughs> okay, good. I think that what's really important moving forward is, is, and we keep hearing this over and over again, that we're not alone. The stress and the, the hours that we're putting in as faculty, it's our students have the same. So I think we need to take care of ourselves. Um, that's, that's huge. I think, you know, getting up from the computer and going for a walk or, you know, doing some yoga, whatever the case may be. Um, I think we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our students. We need to take care of each other as faculty. Um, and just know that like we have four weeks left. So I'm just kind of reminding students like, hey, we just finished another week and, and, and we're, we're getting through it. We're learning as we go. And we're, we are definitely growing as 
I feel 100% that I'm growing as a faculty member. Like I am having to be thoughtful on certain parts of my teaching that maybe, you know, what is totally necessary and what are the things that maybe I can bypass this current semester. And then it makes you think, well, why really can't I bypass that all the time? Like, (laughs) you know, I, I think it's just forcing us to really think about things differently, but I just hope that everybody takes care of themselves and, you know, knowing that we're not, not in this alone and trying to do, do the right things with our students and our teaching and with staying at home and all of that good stuff. I think it's just so important. Thanks so much, Holly, for spending uh, time with us today talking about everything. And listeners, if you have any questions for Holly or for me, you can always reach out at podcast at infinitelyirrational.com or you can uh, connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, or you can just go to our website, which is infinitelyirrational.com. And Holly, thank you again. I so appreciate this. Thank you, Natalie. This was, this was fun and it's great to see you. 